Hey, what's going on guys, gals, golfers, golf enthusiasts. Welcome back to Chasing Your Best. This podcast is dedicated to the golf learning curve. It's dedicated to helping the people who are the hustlers, the workers, and the people who want to put the work in the right places. I see a lot of golfers that put in plenty of work, but they're working without a plan and they're not planning their work. And that can be a great separator. Anyway, let's dive into today. I want to talk about golf. I want obviously, but I want to talk about how we can separate you from the pack. Be the best in your foursome, separate yourself from the people you're playing with, and continue to pull away. Before we get into that, leave this podcast a review, please. Send me an email anytime, and let's hear your ideas for the pod. I like getting that from you guys. It makes my job actually a lot easier if I have people to source ideas from, because I don't know what you don't know, and I don't know what's on your mind. So send me your ideas anytime. I'm here to listen. I'm happy to listen, and I like engaging with you guys. Anyway, let's talk about how to separate yourself from the pack. First, let's talk about the habits you want to break. Habit number one, showing up to the range and just beating golf balls. Just beating golf balls without a plan is some version of block practice that's going to get you plateaued. You need to have some version of a plan. What are you working on? Are you working on shaping your golf ball? Are you working on technique? Are you, what are you working on.com? What is the thing that you're actually working on? And show up to the range and work on that thing. Now, that thing could be technique, that thing could be ball flight, that thing could be a skill, or it could be some combination of the three. What is that thing that you need to work on? Well, that depends at why you're at in your learning curve and what's important for you. So that's where you need to kind of sit down and do a SWOT analysis on yourself. What are the things you're good at? What are the things you're bad at? What are the glaring needs that you have? Are you not hitting enough greens? Are you not hitting enough fairways? Are you not hitting the middle of the club face? Are you not able to control the direction of your golf ball very well? Do you have a right miss? Do you have a left miss? These are all things that we need to ask. Do you stink at performing under pressure? I mean, all of these things in combination need some kind of work over time. But your three basic kinds of practice are block practice, where you're just hitting golf balls on repeat, technique practice, where you're specifically working on changing something, and then more of a skill-based practice, where it's like some combination of that and applying your skills towards owning that technique or owning that ball flight. And then the other thing I would say is that you need to practice like you play. Easy to say, simple in theory. But what that means is you need to try to bring the same intensity to your practice that you bring to the golf course. Bring that same intensity to your practice shot, bring that same routine, and you will bridge the gap between how you practice and how you play. So habit number one that we don't want to show up with is going to the range to beat golf balls without a plan. Habit number two is not allocating enough time to working on your short game. It's very easy for us to show up to the range, generally speaking, and hit golf balls. Well, we need to show up to the short game area with the same kind of focus and intent. 
we need to show up there and, and get our reps in. That's chipping, that's putting, that's scoring. How do you score the golf ball has a lot to do with how you perform inside of 50 yards. That's a major category. 50% of your shots are always within 50 yards of the green. So you should be allocating 50% of your time there as a rule of thumb. Now, if you are good at your short game and your ball striking needs work, work on your ball striking. If your ball striking is good and you need short game work, work on your short game. That's where you need to be the owner of your plan and take ownership of your improvement process. Even if you're working with a coach, at the end of the day, you are still the, the person that is swinging that golf club and you need to own that and, and be focused. Now, being focused is actually, let's call that habit number three, show up and be focused. Because you in golf, here's the interesting thing about golf, you only need to be focused in spurts. So for example, focus on your pre-shot routine, focus on your shot, step back, repeat. And once you've focused on those two things, you can, you can let your brain wander wherever it would like. So we need to learn to focus in spurts. And that's why if you're watching great players as they're walking down the fairway, they have that laser-like focus, in fact, the mind is primary, and it's one of the things that professional golfers really separate themselves with, the ability to focus on themselves, the process, and be fully immersed in the moment. But you need to focus in small spurts. So for example, you show up to the practice range. You want to practice like you play, right? So you can dump your bucket of balls over, talk with Carl on your right, and then after you're done talking, get in the zone. Make your practice swings with an intention and then step up to the golf ball and do your best to replicate, okay? Be focused for 20 seconds and then take a break and, and talk with your buddies or whatever. But when you're going through that pre-shot routine, we want that focus and that intention to be the same as when you're playing golf. And that, my friends, is how you bridge the gap between practice and play. And that, my friends, is how you separate yourself and pull away from the pack. It's by training yourself over time to create really great habits. You give me 10 golfers side by side by side, I don't care who has the most natural talent. I care about the person that is willing to create great habits and work ethic. Because over time, that person wins. Even if they don't have hand-eye coordination, even if they don't have skills then, they will build skills over time, and I've seen it time and time again because I've watched people over as much as a decade or more of development, and the people that win are the people that have great habits and build those habits, and uh, I call it being coachable, but it's more than that. It's being a sponge. It's being open-minded. It's being willing to learn. Those are things that I see from the players that separate themselves. They're open-minded to the idea of a technique change. They're open-minded to the fact that there is life beyond a five handicap, meaning that they can evolve and be better. That's, that's kind of like, if we're going on a rant here, that's one thing that I see that is common. A player gets to a pretty good handicap, they're better than their friends, and they think they're at the end of the road, meaning that they're not really willing to evolve and learn and change their process. And that is not, that's not sustainable, or that's not gonna create growth over time. Having a growth mindset is very, very important. 
being open-minded to change is important. Having a plan is important. Planning your work, working your plan, those are things that are important. All right, and let's just include one more, one more bonus, if you will, one more bonus to separate yourself from the group this year. What can you do differently? You can be the one that's flat out willing to do things differently. If you want to perform like the rest, do things like you see everyone doing. If you want to perform like the best, watch what the best are doing. Really take a look at their week. Don't just look at what they're doing on the weekend. Look at how they treat their week. Watch how when they go and play golf and play a practice round, they're truly practicing trying to get to know the golf course. There's time on the course where they're not playing for score. And that's something that I see players do far too often. Every time they show up to the course, they're playing for score, meaning that they're grinding to, to shoot their best score every single time they go there. And, and you can't do that. To play at your best, you also have to take time to ramp down away from that type of mental energy and mental focus. It's okay to go play golf and purely for fun, purely for practice and not put any pressure on how you score the golf ball. In fact, I would encourage it. How often should you do it? Well, I think in a perfect world, it's about 50-50. 50% practice, 50% for score. And you don't have to play every round for your handicap either. For example, just go play golf. You, you just say it's a practice round. You don't need to log your golf score every time you play. It's okay to go on the golf course and practice. And it's okay to go play a few holes at a time. Go play five holes, go play nine holes, go play 12 holes, go play whatever you can commit to and just go have fun. Kick it, learn things, try something new, be open-minded. These are all things that are really gonna benefit you in the long run. And that's what we're playing here, friends. We're playing the long game. We're learning how to create great habits that ultimately stack up on top of a strong foundation that lead to growth over time. Most of us are gonna play golf for a lifetime. So if you get one stroke per year better, you're doing it. You're doing great. My bet is on you, in fact, because you're building those habits. Anyway, I just wanna say thank you for hanging out for another podcast. I appreciate you all. Separate yourself from the pack this year by being different, be open-minded, be willing to work, plan your work, work your plan, I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.